cut it there. Cut, cut, cut! And cut. Cut! 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 Terrific! Cut! And cut! Cut! Let's try it again. Cut! And cut! 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 Check the gate. Cut! Cut! Welcome to Cut, just another movie podcast. I'm Annie. I'm Angie. And we're two siblings that love movies. I know what you guys are thinking out there. It's been two weeks. The Academy Awards were two weeks ago, and you guys are barely doing your follow-up video. We were busy. What can I say? But we finally have time to do it, and uh, we're going to go over all our picks, how well we did or maybe didn't do, and uh, talk about what we thought about the show. But before we get to that, we need to plug our podcast. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and on YouTube where we do a video podcast. You just search Cut Movie Pod and you should be able to find us as well as on Instagram and on Twitter at Cut Movie Pod. And then on TikTok, which if you're not following us on there, you totally should because we show videos, kind of highlights of each podcast. Um, if you search Cut Movie, Movie Pod, you should be able to, to find us uh, there as well. Angie, how well did you do with your picks just overall? Mm, not well. <clears throat> I think this is probably the worst that I've done in recent years. Which is weird, considering I saw the most yeah. movies but than I had. Is, what does that before. say? I don't know. I'm just not going to watch anything next year. I guess I got 11 out of 23. I got 16 out of 23. Considering last year, I think we did way better last year yeah. than we did this year. And I feel like I watch more stuff this year too. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the master plan of not watching anything. Um, what did you think overall of the the ceremony? I thought it was fine. Like. Nothing weird happened or anything, which I guess is what people have come to expect from the Oscars, even though they complain about it later. Well, that's what I feel like the producers of the Oscars want. But I think regular people want something terrible to happen because it's like live television. Although I did see that more people watch it this year than last year, which I think is because they were probably expecting something to happen. Like what happened last year was up 13% from last year's broadcast. So it was about 18.8 million viewers this year. I think 2020 when parasite won, that was like over 23 million viewers. So it's been on the uptick uh, since the pandemic and, but it still beat the Grammys and the Emmys and ratings. Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> nobody watches us yeah but i think you're right i think people are expecting we're expecting something to happen but i think i feel like the oscars always answer answers itself so like if it's like a wild year one year then the then the year following it it's like more calm more collected more controlled and i feel like that's what it, it was this year and i think that's why they went back to to jimmy kimmel the host which by the way correction from the last pod this is his third time hosting Oh. So the first year was 2017 with the La La Land Moonlight fiasco. Right. And then they asked him to come back the year after to kind of, you know, clear his name or or just fix, <laughs> uh, have a clean Oscars. And then obviously he did in 2023. What did you think overall of, of him hosting? I think he's always great. He's just kind of the safe bet, I think, now. Um I don't think he really took any shots at anybody. At least not that I could remember. Did I mean, he? he took some at Tom Cruise. Whatever. The Everybody L. takes L. shots Ron at Tom Hubba Cruise. Hubba yeah. With the, the shirtless dudes in the... I mean, that was nothing compared to... Was it the Golden Globes? Right. Yeah. yeah. That was a shot at Tom Cruise. <laughs> what did you think of when the Jets... The very beginning, the Jets flying over... 
Oh, I totally thought Tom Cruise was going to come out of one of the jets. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought too. I thought mm-hmm. he was going to like parachute in, but I thought so too. Tom Cruise was completely MIA. He was at the Scientology Center. So everyone was wondering where he was at because obviously Top Gun Maverick was nominated for Best Picture. His cast and crew were there, you know, for the most part, and he was the only one missing. He claimed that he was filming a scene in Mission Impossible and that he couldn't, that it was like a scheduling conflict. But I found a photo with Christopher McQuarrie. Now, if you if you don't know who Christopher McQuarrie is, he wrote some of Top Gun Maverick and he's directed the last three Mission Impossibles now. He was at an after party, an Oscar after party, and there's a photo with him in the cast. So Tom Cruise is supposedly filming something for the new Mission Impossible, but Chris McQuarrie was in L.A. I had read that he didn't want to bump into Nicole Kidman and that's why he didn't go. And I was like, that's well, he was front row. stupid. And then the other interesting thing about it is that he was on Jimmy Kimmel Live like two weeks before the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And they were all chummy and joking about like, oh, what would happen at the Oscars and yada, yada, yada. And at the end, Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise is like totally hyping up Jimmy. He's like, dude, you're going to do a great job. It's going to be amazing. Like give him an applause and stuff like that. And then he's like, no show. Because some people theorize that he didn't want to hear jokes about Scientology. And okay, but it's like, dude, you've been a Scientologist how long? And you know, you don't have a thick skin by now to take a few jokes, but right. the Nicole Kidman thing is a good point because I didn't think about that. Yeah, but I think it's childish. It's like yeah. it's been years, and it's also shitty because it'd be one thing if like he didn't show and he was like maybe he was just nominated himself, but it's like it's his movie, and the whole cast was there, and too. the whole cast was there, and it's best picture, you know, and, it, and it's a big event, and you would think that these big stars would show up to these things, you know, even though they may lose, they may know that they, they're not, they don't have a chance, but um, yeah. And then the same thing with James Cameron, he was like MIA, yeah, you know, but going back to Jimmy Kimmel with the jets flying over and then he like, and then it's, I thought it was going to be like, like we said, Tom Cruise parachuting it, but then it was like Jimmy Kimmel. He totally took a page out of like the Billy Crystal hosting book because that's that's something that we talked about in the, in mm-hmm. the predictions podcast. Yeah, that's something that like that a uh, Billy Crystal has done. He like rides in on a horse, yeah. or when Titanic was nominated, he was like, "I'm king of the world," and he came out and like it's like a prop of the ship of the ship and all that. So I thought that was kind of like a a cool ode to to Billy. Was there anything from the broadcast that like stood out to you? Any other stuff? Other than the Natu Natu performance? Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) So I have to backtrack a little bit. Okay. I had too many cocktails (laughs) that night and there was a lot that I didn't remember. And so before we recorded tonight, I rewatched the Oscars. Um, That Lady Gaga performance was kind of weird. Right? I was thinking about, I was wondering, I kind of want to know the story about that. It was intense, you know, it was a Lady Gaga performance. It was intense, but she was so like a little over the top. Well, I'm kind of wondering with the whole costume change thing, if that was on purpose Mm -hmm. or if like something happened with what she was going to wear. And then because she seems like the type to like, if something were to happen, she would just kind of scrap it on and be like, whatever, I'm just going out there with no makeup and like in my jeans and. And that was the other thing too, is like she was barely wearing like any makeup. Yeah, comparing to what she wore when she got there. Right. So I'm I feel like something happened with 
what she was going to wear originally or yeah. what she was going to do. And then she just ended up being like, whatever, I'm just going to go out there. And just the way that it was even shot too, mm-hmm. it was like really tight shots of her. Yeah. And at first it seemed like it was like a one because it was like really stayed on her face. But then it they did cuts in between. And it sort of segued because um, I think that was where Pedro Pascal gave out the awards and he's walking off stage with, who did he give award with, with? Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. They walk off and then the camera just pans and it's like, boom, Lady Gaga, like out of nowhere. Yeah. So maybe there was something. I don't know. That was supposed to happen, but, um, and then they dedicated it to Tony Scott at the end, which I thought was pretty cool. But other than that, everything, the show kind of like went along. My biggest gripe, there were no montages. Yeah. Think about that. I do love the montages. And I know I'm sure they did it for time, but at least give me one good montage. Yeah. Well, did they have one in the beginning? They did, no? Maybe they did a brief one of the best pictures. Unless it was like, it might have been something in the pre-show then. Yeah. Like a pre-show montage. Because all I remember is that that setup of Jimmy being behind Tom Cruise in the jet and then they're flying together and then cut to real jets flying over the Adobe theater and then uh, that bit happening. But I don't remember beyond that. There were no montages after that. Hmm. Sad. Let's get to uh, what we got right and what we got wrong. Um, Everything everywhere all at once obviously won the big prize, won best picture. It won seven Oscars overall. It came close to what Science of the Lambs did in 1992, which is Science of the Lambs is still the last movie to get best picture, best director, uh, best screenplay, adapted screenplay, uh, actor and actress. So it's like the top five awards, mm-hmm. Science of the Lambs. Every, everything, everywhere, all at once missed it by one because um, your boy got best actor. Right. And they weren't, no one was nominated for best actor. But they still got, you know, uh, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, which we'll get to. Um, and then original screenplay, director, and uh, picture. So that was the big one of the night. What's interesting is that there were no Oscars. For Banshees, they didn't get anything. Elvis, The Fableman, Spielberg got shut out completely. <laughs> Tar and Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. Which to me, this is why I don't like that there's like five to 10 Best Picture nominees. It's just like, can we just take it back to five? I, yeah, I miss when it was five too. There's some that have like zero shot. You know, it's like kind of like on your Scantron when you used to do tests and it's like process of elimination. There's some where you could just be like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, like nope. I could probably narrow it down to five right now just looking right. at it. Yeah, exactly. So let's start with documentary short. I think we both got that one right, which was the Elephant Whisperer. Yes. Right. Which is awesome. Uh, live action short. This is the one that I think surprised people. I know it surprised me. It was uh, the winner was An Irish Goodbye. And we had uh, Le Poupie. Which I was, because I wanted to see the Irish goodbye. uh Because I love Irish goodbying. Everyone (laughs) who knows me knows that I like to do that. Yeah. And it it wasn't available anywhere. What created a cool moment in the ceremony is that the main um, actor, well, not actor, the, or yeah, the the main actor, it was his his birthday birthday. and they they sang happy birthday to him. Yeah. Animated short. That was like a given. We got that one right. It was the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Um, I still really wanted. I wanted ice merchants. Yeah. 
And then what was funny is like, of course, who gets to say my year of dicks? Pedro Pascal. Of course. That wasn't set up at all by the producers of, of the Academy. Right. Visual effects. That was another one we both got right, which was Avatar. Sound. What did you have? I had All Quiet on the Western Front. I had Top Gun and I had the Academy uh, getting Top Gun for, for sound. So I got that one right. Um, production design. This is where in the ceremony, I thought that All Quiet may have a shot at Best Picture because it ended up getting a production design, which I had at Babylon. And I think, didn't you have I had Elvis? Elvis, yeah. So when All Quiet on the Western Front won that, I was like, oh shit, maybe there's an upset. That's about to happen, but it didn't happen. Makeup and hairstyling. What did you have? Elvis. Elvis. I had Elvis too and the Academy and then went to the whale, which is fine, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Editing. What did you have? I had tar. Yeah. Cause you, you like the idea that it was like the invisibleness that you couldn't tell mm -hmm. that it was like edited. Right. Um, I had everything everywhere and I thought the Academy would get it too. So I got that one right. Costume design. This is where your underdog, where your um, yeah. dark horse. So I guess I won. was kind of right. Yeah. I had voted for Elvis on mine, but I did mention Wakanda Forever kind of coming in and taking it, which they did. I had Elvis and the Academy uh, going for Elvis as well, but yeah, missed out on that one. Cinematography. This was like, I think, another given. You know, we had All Quiet um, and that's the way it went. And then again, original song, not too, not too. We both had that one. What did you think of the performance overall? You know, I liked it, but it was a little underwhelming. Like I felt like it needed more. You know what I wanted? I wanted the actual actors. To I do did it. too. And that's what a lot of people were saying. And people were like, well, they're just the actors. And they're like, no, like they, they do it all the it. time. Like, yeah. so yeah, I think maybe that's what it was mm -hmm. is that. I kind of expected them to do it. But I feel like, I don't know, it needed more, like, I don't know. They weren't excited enough. Also, it fell short. Like, I know they had to cram yeah. all the best original songs. I think songs. they shortened it, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it felt kind of like rushed. But I did like the joke that Jimmy's like, if you go on for too long, we're going to get the dancers yeah. to come out and, like, just shove you <laughs> off stage. With, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Original score, I think this is travesty. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's like three notes. It's great. It's like the Batman, you know? So All Quiet on the Western Front got it. Won the Academy Award. I had Babylon. Uh, but I really wanted Banshees to get it. And so what, what did you have? I had All Quiet on the Western Front. And I wanted Banshees. But I thought oh, Babylon. Oh, so you had? Well, I had All Quiet. I voted All Quiet on the Western Front. But then I was like... For you, for what you I would want Banshees, but then I put Babylon getting it. So in the end, I ended up picking All Quiet and Babylon. Oh, so you switched it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm still upset about that. <laughs> Documentary feature. Oh, yeah. So I had to split within myself. I mm. had the Academy getting uh, Novalny. So I got it right, but I wanted all the Beauty and the Bloodshed uh, to win. Uh, you had Navalny too. I had right? Navalny for both. For both, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's that's one of those like great categories where you should, you guys should go check out each one of them because they're yeah, all. Yeah, I think most solid. of them are streaming now. Yeah, I think 
A house made of splinters is probably the only one that's not streaming. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, another thing that I didn't like about the ceremony is that the commercial for Little Mermaid within the ceremony. Yeah, I noticed they that too. And they're like, we're celebrating 100 years of Disney, but by the way, if you hadn't, if you live under a rock, we're also releasing the live action Little Mermaid. And they yeah. did it within the ceremony, which is like, nah, don't like it. <laughs> what did you think about um, going back to the ceremony a little bit? How within some of the categories, they showed like what the category, what the cinematographers actually do, like the the part where they're like, Oh, you know, in Citizen Kane, they had to dig up the ground and then they had the camera and then they moved it to show like. Oh, I thought that was cool. I thought that was like a nice little insight for people, you know, casual movie viewers that don't really know what goes on behind. They had two women in the background Mm -hmm. editing, one on film. Yeah, that was really cool. I think they should do that every year Mm -hmm. because it just gives you some insight if you have no idea how movies are made, like the process of it. And it gives credit to to the people that uh, you don't know giving the awards. You can give them some appreciation. Animated feature, that was a slam dunk. Pinocchio, both had it, both got it. Um, International feature, that was another slam dunk. All Quiet on the Western Front. And then adapted screenplay. This is where I thought the Academy was going to go all quiet. I did too. But I wanted women talking, and I'm really happy that women talking ended up winning. Yeah, me too. But I still lost that point. (laughs) I did too. Another thing I think the ceremony should do is have more uh, animals. Yeah, they had not. It wasn't Jenny the donkey, but it was a donkey. I know. I really want it to be Jenny. Donkey. I know. Yeah. Then what about Cocaine Bear? Cocaine Bear was there as well. That was nice. Did you read online of the theories of who was in the bear suit? No. It's it's like range from like A-listers to like P- the the guys that dr- or the people that dress up on Hollywood Boulevard that they, they just grab someone. Oh, my God. I do think they should have an animal category. After the artists, like... There's so many. I know. Especially this year, we had three donkeys. It's the year the donkey. It's the year the donkey died. That's what it is. I'm still not going to watch it. (laughs) Sad. Moving on to original screenplay. This is where things got a little bit interesting, too, because as much as I loved everything, everywhere, all at once, I didn't think it had, like, the legs to, to win it. So I had Banshees. I also had Banshees. Because like Martin McDonough is like such a, you know, the Academy loves him. So I thought like he was like the shoe-in, but everywhere, everything everywhere got it. And that's when I sort of knew like they're going to, they're going to win it. You know, the doubt that I had like was like completely gone. Um, And here we go with maybe the most controversial category was actors in a supporting role. I had, because of what happened in the SAGs, that changed my mind completely. And I'm like, they're going to, the Academy is going to choose her. And mm-hmm. they did. Um, but I really wanted Angela Bassett or uh, Steph- Stephanie Zhu to to win it. Um, mainly because if you go back, like the responsibility that like Stephanie Zhu has versus like Jamie Lee in the yeah. same movie. Yeah. Stephanie's doing way more. And Jamie Lee is just kind of playing this like disgruntled. Like it could have been anybody job. else in that category. Right. If it wasn't Angela Bassett, it could have been anyone else but Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. And like I get it. You know, she's been in the business forever. Well, and she even mentioned her parents. Yeah. And I understand like that's really cool for the horror community. That's great. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Well, she mentioned that too. She's like, 
oh, all the genre people, this is your That's Oscar cool. too. Like happy for that. But I don't know when you had like a category that was stacked. Not for this. Other than her. Five, 10 years from now, it's going to be one of those like they should have won for Another, something yeah. else. Yeah, and yeah. Like kind of like with Al Pacino when he won for um, Scent of a Woman, which if you go back and watch that movie, it's, it has not aged well. Yeah. It's like you should have won for like Dog Day Afternoon, Serpico, The Godfather, and he won for some just whatever. He's playing a blind man and kind of inappropriate, but like, yeah, it's just, it's going to be one of those remembered for that, at least for me. Actor in a supporting role, another slam dunk. Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once and obviously gave like a tearjerker speech. And um, I think that was like one of the first categories they announced, right? I feel like I it was super early on. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, usually the lineup was weird this year because usually they mm-hmm. do best supporting actress. Yeah. And then they do some of the smaller smaller categories and then they go into like best supporting actor. But this year they started with like animated feature. Yeah. That was like the very first one to win. Ki Hui Kwan won and um and that I mean he'd won everything. He kind of ran the gamut yeah. of winning every award show, I think. I think uh, there was just one he didn't win. Yeah. Oh, the BAFTA. The BAFTA. We know why. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to uh, actress in a leading role. Michelle Yeoh won it. We both picked it. Um, I still had the little inkling that maybe Kate was going to like sneak in there mm-hmm. and win it. And then the whole Andrea Riseborough thing didn't even matter. Nothing happened with like, that. Yeah. You know, it was like a super long shot. Um, she, gave it, she gave a great speech too. And, and uh, this was all just leading into everything everywhere, you know really taking everything else except for obviously actor in a leading role. That was the big also like back and forth that I had with Brandon Fraser or yeah. Austin Butler. I picked Austin Butler, but I thought the Academy was going to go with Brandon Fraser. And, and I had the opposite. I picked Brandon Fraser and. Oh, you didn't do double. No, I, I picked Brandon Fraser and said that the Academy was going to pick Austin Butler. Dang. Yup. Oh, well <laughs> he also gave like a heartfelt speech and like his two sons were there. Yeah. And- and uh, his like redemption story, you know, and then Jimmy Kimmel made a joke about like the two actors from Encino Man are, right. <laughs> are nominated for Academy Awards and won. Yeah. You know? Second to last award was director. And uh, I thought the, the Daniels had it, you know, I thought maybe <sighs> Martin McDonough might sneak in there because, again, he's like an Academy favorite. Yeah. Uh, maybe Todd Field for Tar, but considering... Kate lost mm-hmm. in actress. I thought those were Tar was going to be a long shot and the Daniels won it. It sort of blows my mind that five years ago, I cannot see a movie like Everything Everywhere winning anything at the Oscars because, like, some people have labeled it as like it's kind of like a superhero movie, but yeah, obviously not tied to DC or Marvel or anything like that. Uh, I don't see it that way. I th- I think it's it does have elements of it, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's it's a lot. It's it's grabbing from so many genres and it's kind of a potpourri of like everything. I mean, it's in the title. Uh so to see them win it, it was kind of like a change of the guard for me. And you can, you know, connect it to Parasite winning. I feel like Parasite, that's when the shift sort of happened. You yeah. Know? Uh, at least to me, what do you what do you think? Well, even when I was watching it, when I saw it in the theater, it was already kind of building 
momentum. I don't know if it was building like Oscar momentum, but it was kind of, people were kind of starting to talk about it in a sense of like Academy Awards. And I was kind of like, well, I think it's a little too weird. I thought that too. Like, I, I thought... was like, I don't know. Like it felt a little too mainstream to be like, and weird at the same time. I thought where it was going to, when everything was like the Independent Spirit Awards. Right. I thought that movie was made, you know, for that. But like you said, like when there was like Oscar talk, I thought it was like a really long shot. Um, and especially because it, it came out like early in the year and the whole idea is like, if you want a solid shot at the Oscars, you want to come out in like October, November, December, but it came out way before that. And obviously going to best picture, it won that as well. And I just thought the same thing, like, it's just kind of mind blowing that Mm -hmm. it's gone to the point where now it feels like anything can win, you know? Yeah. Cause you would think normally like something like the Fablemans would win best picture you know or even like all quiet on the western front or banshees or banshees even yeah the the films that are sort of really have that dna of oscar fodder basically exactly yeah Yeah. and it makes me think of like you know the possibilities of like dude horror can you imagine i think it's still kind of a long way off but i would love that to be a thing i think it would have to be a mix well, because I, I know once like Get Out was nominated and won, everyone was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I think what really disappointed people this year was Nope getting shut out because, right. you know, there was like cinematography, I sound really even nope. yeah. like that would have been it should have been in, you know. And so I think that kind of depressed, not depressed a lot of people, but kind of like discouraged, discouraged a lot of people. I mean, you never know you have. And I know people were saying like, oh, Mia Goth for Pearl, but I don't think so. But, you know, but there's always I feel like horror is in the conversation now more than it was before. And I think mostly that's because of movies like Get Out or even Parasite, like Parasite I was just gonna is say kind that. of a horror movie. And yeah, I'm really hoping that the momentum that it has now just only gets bigger. I really hope. um we see more films like Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I think this is A24's first Best Picture Oscar. I don't want to say it is, but I want, but I think so. You kind of have to see an A24 movie. Like, you know, it's going to be good. Um, but it's also sort of setting the trend where, you know, I know the indie studios back in the 90s with Miramax and the person that we shall not name. He kind of hijacked the Oscars <laughs> right. um, with, you know, campaign strategies and money and being very strategic and all that. But I feel like it can, it might go back to that where it isn't, you know, these power studio streamers like with Coda winning, you know, through Apple Plus mm-hmm. and then Netflix throwing all this money at Scorsese, you know, hoping that he would have won in and he never did. And with Cuaron with Roma. So I, th- I think it's it's kind of like. The Wild West, you know, yeah. which is weird to think about since the Oscars have been around for almost 100 years. And actually, correction, Moonlight was a 24 movie. Oh, there you go. So it's 2017. Yeah. So um, it's got two. But they've won for Ex Machina, Room, Amy, Minari, just different categories and all those. So they've definitely won they, they've a bit. Had Oscars, but, but as like, far as Best Picture, sure. yeah, it was Moonlight and Everything Everywhere at Once. I mean, to me, that's exciting. And yeah, that's, that's fun really cool. And variety, and and also shows the diversity of how the academy is now—not just old white dudes. 
Yeah. It's getting mixed in. <laughs> and evidence because of Michelle Yeoh winning and and Kihui Kwan and um and Viola Davis and years past and Oct- Octavia Spencer and you know, you in RRR, you know, that would have never have won. No. You know it wouldn't even been nominated. No. I think the Oscars are finally moving in the right direction and and I think you know, it's exciting and uh you never know what's gonna happen. You know, that's that's the thing too that I think the Oscars got kind of very formulaic. But now it's it can be a free for all and I think it'll invite people to to watch more and more. That about wraps up our reaction video to the Oscars and our predictions and how well or not so well we did this year. If you haven't listened to our podcast, make sure that you do. We're streaming wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, we also do a video podcast on YouTube. So We'd really appreciate it if you like, subscribe, comment, even if you disagree with uh, anything that we have to say. We really want to engage with you guys. Uh, we have deep dives on Titanic. We really go in depth with uh, all sorts of stories behind the scenes and the making of those movies. Deep dives on the Blair Witch Project, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Massacre. We also do reviews on Pig and we did it on um, Skinamarink, which is a great indie horror movie if you haven't checked it out. So we have a lot of content uh, for you guys out there and we hope that you guys continue to uh, listen and interact and uh, join us on a little movie adventures. Coming up, we don't have a movie. So who knows what it's going to (laughs) be? Who knows? I'm sure we'll be doing more reviews. Beyond Fest is coming up. So so far away. It's not that far away. (laughs) Yeah, it's far away. We're not even in April yet. (laughs) But we'll be coming up with... uh, Uh, something soon for sure thanks again for listening and we'll catch you guys on the next one cut that's a wrap